Hi, this is Kelly with uh, Vimon Close-Up. Welcome. I have with me Matthias. Hey, Kelly. How are you? Very well, thanks. One of our top sales guys who's roving the planet, uh, preaching about Vimon technology. I thought today we'd actually focus on uh, Matthias uh, as someone who's out there listening to customers all the, all the time. If you reflect back to us and share with us you know, what you're hearing from the market in terms of the, the pressing issues on the minds exactly. of uh, OTT execs. Yep, yep. Uh, and it's definitely, it's a special time in the market now as well, because we're kind of past that revolutionary phase where OTT was this brand new thing where people didn't really believe in it and it wasn't this big thing. But now we're seeing, of course, Netflix, Amazon, HBO has been there for a while, but we're seeing Disney going into the market. Um, Turner is doing a big initiative. Apple is going in there. Yep. So it's the OTT market is maturing and there's definitely a lot of new subjects that's been discussed that hasn't been discussed before. Yeah. So it's very exciting. It's exciting times. So, so if you were to highlight a couple of the new topics that are indicators of like the market is mature. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what are the burning issues? I think the biggest one that I hear a lot and also for me, it's, uh, it's not something I would have expected two years ago. And it's the choice overload problem, uh, as we like to refer to. And it's, and I think everybody can relate to this at this stage. You sit down in front of, let's say, Netflix. Uh, you want to watch uh, content. You're with your wife, your girlfriend, your family, whatever. And you just can't find anything to watch. And you spend 20 minutes just yep. frustrated as hell, right? Because nobody mm. can find it. And this is a challenge that I don't think anybody really thought about in the beginning. Because in the beginning, it was this amazing thing to be able to, to have, have choice. Yeah, exactly. And going from that linear forced viewing habit to being able to watch whatever you want and whenever you want. Yeah. Uh, but now it's proving a challenge in the market. And what we're actually seeing is a trend going back to linear on OTT, creating linear channels on the streaming services. But of course, with all the possibilities that OTT gives you. And is this something that Vimon's working on? Definitely, for sure. We, uh, in Vimon, we have an initiative called the Vimon Labs. And in the Vimo Labs, we create prototypes of what we think are the hottest, uh, hottest um, topics in the market. Yep. And then we show it around, get feedback, and we do, uh, if we can find customers. Try and find a development partner a or exactly, customer. Exactly, exactly, right. Mm. And this is definitely one of the hottest subjects. That's We have been uh, working on this for, I think, uh, almost a year now. And it's something that we are ready to having in production. So walk me through it. I tune into Kelly TV. You can, you can. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, ways to go with this. Um, one of the things we see, which is exactly that, is personalized linear channels. So you could use recommendation engines in the, in the platform to produce linear channels that goes out to every single user uh, in your service. And it's different for every single user as well. But then, of course, you would like to promote your content, your highly priced content that you just got in or content that isn't doing so well that you want to throw it out there and give it some uh, exposure, right? Yeah. Uh, so what we're seeing is a mix between automated generated channels like Kelly TV, but then editors can go in and force in like two or three shows, mm. uh, which everybody would have in their linear channel, right? But let, let, let's let's make it very simple for me and to understand. I tune into Kelly TV yep. and I catch a quote unquote broadcast in motion. Am I still able to flip through shows within that channel? Or are you literally saying, no, Kelly, sit back we're, we're taking the choice out of your hands. You've just joined Game of Thrones season five, episode three in progress. Live with it. Yeah. No, that's not at all where, where we're okay. going at. Because that's where this differs from the traditional linear experience that we had 10 years ago, right? 
Um, cause, uh, as, as I said earlier in OTT, you have all these choices. Uh, so if you were tuning into Kelly TV and you saw something that you didn't like, you could easily be able to skip that. And yeah. of course, with the recommendation engines uh, working, uh, they would pick up on that. So they would see that Kelly is skipping a lot of, uh, let's just say friends episodes because he's, he just has bad humor, you know? Uh, <laughs> so he keeps skipping that. You yeah. won't see friends anymore and you could... You would be able to open up the EPG feed and look at what's coming up next, and yeah. you could select that. So it's not taking away choice at all. It's just about taking away the, the steps that is now required to start watching content uh, online. So and you're basically it, instead of me searching, yep. it's it's a pre-prepared list based exactly. on my viewing habits, be it through a recommendation engine, be it through our friends at Vian Labs and, exactly. and what they're doing. But it, but you you mentioned pushing. Um, pushing uh, sort of stuff that the editor wants to promote, but also just what about live? Like, you know, I, I would have thought bringing live back into quote unquote linear to VOD would be an important part of that offering. Exactly. And that's, that's definitely something where we're included in our prototype as well. So what we imagine is having a production studio for the editors where they can drag and drop in VOD content, live content, mixing these into the linear channels. And that's kind of moving away from the personal linear channels that you would have, but you could create your own, let's say it's TV2 in Norway that's doing this, right? They could create TV2 OTT channel one. And there they would mix between VOD content, linear content, uh, no, sorry, live content. Mm. And it's actually, it's basically moving TV production onto OTT and okay. moving that space over there. And I, I, I see that as next step and a lot of people in the market are ac- uh, asking for this. So why Vmont? So I think the number one reason for why Vmon is that we come from a broadcaster background. Uh, and as I kind of explained earlier, I think this is taking a lot of experience from uh, the traditional broadcast world. And moving it into OTT, because it's not like even though OTT is doing this or has done this big revolution and everybody's saying it's going to replace um, the old TV uh, experience, it's not like it's not worth uh, a lot, this experience that you have in this space. When we talk about people who have quote-unquote traditional TV experience or broadcast, it's, it's people who are deliberately programming content towards an audience. It's people who are selecting content and saying... You know, hey, Matthias, I think this is going to be good for you. What OTT represented was Matthias gets to choose what's good for him, right? Exactly. Is, is this kind of the core of it? And now we're like, well, actually, consumers want to sit back uh, and have experts who've spent years programming for audiences program more. Exactly, yeah? exactly. And we come from that world. That okay, so where... that's one reason why Vimon. From a technical perspective, where is it that you think we're most front-footed these days in the market when are you when are you at your most cocky when you're talking about our technology you know me kelly i'm always at <laughs> yeah. my most cocky most <laughs> cocky is what i said um no i think definitely uh the fact that we were early adapters uh, has allowed us to build a technical um infrastructure that makes this much more easier than you than you would see with other vendors in the market so for example our apis is something that we are uh, most proud of uh, in the entire Veeam platform because it makes for so uh, simplified, efficient uh, integrations that it's easy to set up, it's easy to work with, or workflows or, or UI, I also think is the... Uh, well, stick with the APIs before sure. you go to the workflow. And the key thing being there then, that if you look at the Vmod platform overall, it's basically a bunch of microservices at the end of the day. Exactly. Addressing all these different uh, niche workflow needs. Yeah. Uh, so it doesn't have to be an all-you-can-eat buffet. It could be that these are just my two, three issues... 
fine. Here's exactly. our API. You take your front end, take the data that you need from our API and run with it. Exactly. Is that correct? Yeah. It's all about taking what gives you extra value uh, yep. to your um, system, right? But now let's say, no, I want you to be my overall video CMS. Yep. You say, too, that what we have is called VCC, right? Mm. VMON Control Center, that, that that, too, is where we're front-footed in the market. Why? It's again, it goes back to that it's been developed for over 15 years. I mean, we did our first live streams in 98. It's such an experienced platform. It's something that uh, anybody that's worked in TV can recognize immediately and start working on it without uh, a lot of training, a lot of support. Again, to mention the workflows, they've been set up using our experience from TV to make sense. Uh, and uh, that's kind of the feedback we're getting from the market and from our customers is that this is it's a powerful tool, but it's easy to use, it's easy to implement, uh, and it's it's just a nice experience to use, right? So it's easy for me to be able to say I have my selection of these sources, live sources, these videos. Yep. I can create a playlist, yep. drag and drop. Uh, I can push out to X, Y outputs, and all from sort of one interface. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's the kind Everything of core, centralized. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the central hub of the OTT service. That's, that's the core of what we do. So that if I'm ultimately an editor at the end of the day, I can focus on that, actually mm. editing and programming rather than, oh, how does this technology yeah, work? Exactly, exactly. Um, what sort of, I don't know, what's happening? Update us in terms of customers. What's, what's, what's happening with uh, Telia, for example, a recent signing that uh, you're proud of? Yes, Telia was a very cool case. And it was something that we really had to kind of turn around and do quickly because we signed a contract in June and we launched in uh, September. So it was a very quick turnaround. And what did we launch? We launched, it's split into different uh, parts. First part is that we provide the video CMS, the platform for the short form clips that they're doing. And to kind of give a background of what the uh, project was, uh, was that Telia Finland bought the rights for uh, the Domestic Hockey League. And for those who don't know, hockey is extremely popular (laughs) in Finland. It's uh, viewed by many as the national sport. And they wanted to bring up a new TV experience for the hockey. They wanted to give their fans a new way to consume uh, this content. So they decided to create a lot of short-form clips to publish anywhere, everywhere on social media, news sites, also allowing journalists, TV stations to come and use that content in their own promotions. Mm. So we power the video CMS behind that. We take all the short-form clips, which is thousands of thousands during one season. We manage the metadata, the video workflow, so... Going from when, uh, let's say, a goal is scored uh, at the stadium, it's on, it takes only about seven or eight seconds before that's in our platform. Do you say stadium in hockey? Sorry? Do you say stadium? Do you say rink? Okay, we'll stick with stadium. The stadium, fine. Good to know we're focusing the on important stadium. parts, Kelly. Yeah, no, <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's... I just think Madison Square Garden myself. But anyway. Yeah. So right. the, the garden. Yeah, the garden. The hockey garden. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that's the first part of uh, the scope. But then they wanted to uh, expand that even more. And they had a vision of allowing their uh, hockey teams to be able to go in and access the content, access these short-form clips, be able to do editing and create stories for their fans. Now that's cool. It's very cool. And it's something that couldn't be done before because uh, with through our to- tool, which is called Vimon.io, which is our cloud-based video editing uh, software, being based in the cloud, this can be accessed by anywhere, by everyone, uh, at any time, right? But before, with kind of on-premise solutions for this, uh, you couldn't do what Telia is doing today, because then you would have to 
uh, install so- uh, hardware on every single uh, computer or to every single hawk team. And then you would have no way to kind of centralize that to make that efficient, make that rapid. And that's that's the key uh, of what Telia want to do. They want to give their teams a simple way to access the content, create stories, uh, and then engage with their fans. Because Telia's philosophy is that the hockey teams know their fans the best themselves. Mm. And to kind of raise engagement overall for the content, this is a good idea. So we went in with R2Vim on IO. And the workflow there is that all the teams has gotten their own users. And then when the short form clips uh, is made available uh, through our VCC platform, they can easily go into IO, access the content, uh, and then they can do edits, they can do voiceovers, they can add on graphics. Yep. And then they can publish very fast to Facebook, uh, other social media, their own news sites, and kind of personalize the experience towards their fans. So Telia kind of has all of the master content. Exactly. And then each team has their own team-specific content. And I come in uh, for my Helsinki team yep. or whatever, but I'm only seeing my stuff as yep. opposed to the entire league's yep. stuff as I understand it yep. and then I have the ability to choose what I want to push out to my fans exactly yeah but all of that's coming through this master license that Telia had with 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 Vimont exactly is that correct? yes and that's where technically it gets it's pretty interesting in terms of roles and rights and permissions for sure and yeah. also in operational costs as well with this being cloud-based and being a SaaS solution yeah you could spin up tons of uh, different tenants uh, yep. so this is very scalable as well yep. uh, so if they want to expand onto further reach than just the hockey teams they could very easily do that it's yep. it's very simple it's just a click of a button and then you have a new tenant right so it's a complete new way of kind of approaching uh, that scope and it's it, it, i find it very interesting super cool yeah interesting so i've heard a bit uh, today we deliberately want to kind of have a short form podcast today uh but we touched some interesting points one was the idea of basically after this huge push towards choice us both technically then as business partners of our our clients trying to kind of bring what is good about broadcast into the the ott experience and that that is a major evolution that uh is in the market that 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 we're driving but then the other was this um idea of of enabling uh telia to enable its teams to take control over all of this short form content and push it out to the the fans. And we're going to invite you back. What's going to be the next thing that we would talk about? What's your next major prediction about uh, where OTT is heading? We're going to leave the audience with a cliffhanger. It's a good question, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can we can talk a lot about recommendations and where that's going. Um, we can also speak a lot about AI. Uh, specifically speech to text how that could work in a journalistic environment and how we're speaking to major uh, broadcasters in the UK and the US kind of f- uh, making that process much more efficient not having the AI taking over but as a support tool for the editors mm. uh, so yeah we have good content next time as well Kelly welcome back thank you Kelly thanks Pleasure to be here. Thanks.